Welcome everybody back to the backdoor cover. I am the co-host again, thankfully. Um, because I don't know what happened to Keith. I think he I think he got scared because he knew I was gonna have the best week ever and he just didn't show up. You know I was sick because <laughs> I beat you head to head week three. And we would have spent like ten like, minutes talking about it, but instead we're gonna like talk about how you went five and oh and everything. Of course, yeah. actually, let's start off talking about Tristan, my man, yeah. continuing <laughs> to dominate. My my five year old um, is well, I can't even say he's six and four because actually I went. Um, I think I went one. No, I went two and three. I went two and three week um, week two because that contest started week two, or maybe it started week three. But anyway, I I was under fifty percent. And so, as a joke, I said, what the hell? My son's undefeated in primetime picks. I was like, I'll let him do the pick him this week. He went four and one this week on the on the picks. And the wildest part was he actually faded my original pick of the Broncos and went with the Raiders. And so, I jokingly switched to the Raiders and the Bastion won. <laughs> so... So I mean, it's the only game he didn't pick was the Eagles, which he's a he's an Eagles fan. I lost the the Super Bowl bet, but he's an Eagles fan, and he didn't pick the Eagles. And he honestly looked good on that for the first three quarters. Fourteen nothing. I mean, yeah. I was like well, what? The, I was like, what is going on? I'm, uh, I'm a little scared. And uh, he's a prodigy. I told you earlier, we got a prodigy on our hands, and uh, I, I will take gambling advice from anybody who's going to hit it this right. So. Yeah. Uh, I am Keith Fleming. This is the backdoor cover. Obviously, you know, Alan, the gambling guru, is with me. We are going to talk about the NFL week number five this week. But I do want to start off, Alan. You had an unbelievable week in your contest. Go ahead and gloat a little bit, my man. You deserve to. Yeah, um, doesn't happen often when you get the the five spot. Uh, at least in my case, it doesn't happen often. Um, somebody, I guess the the Niners people came through. So I'm top seventy seven. So Top 77 in the $350,000 contest on uh, my bookie. Um, I was number I was number 15 in the uh, quarterly contest. The quarterly contest winner gets $10,000. I missed it by two games because so they do that every four weeks. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, every four weeks. It, it just goes down a little bit more. Uh, so like it was ten thousand this week. I think next week is eight thousand, or the next quarterly right. is eight thousand. Right. But yeah. um, it it sucked because um, if I had uh, gotten four instead of three and a half in week three, I might have had a chance to to at least get some of the payout because I think the top ten gets a a percentage of the payout. But uh, that that push with the Texans in week three kind of hurt me. But uh, recapping my week last week, um, even my throwaway contest uh, was was money. I took one favorite last week. Um, actually, two favorites. Sorry, I took two favorites last week. The Bengals on the Thursday night game and the Vikings in the London game. And then I had three dogs. I had the Ravens. I had the Jets. And I had the Titans. Um, and then I openly stated uh, last week that the Titans and the Jets were going to be money line bets as well. Um, and they did outright win. So last week, six out of the 10 underdogs covered, and I had uh, three of them. The kicker, though, for my covers, the line closed on the Ravens at three. That would have been a push. Uh, And then the line closed um, on the Vikings at three. That would have been a push, too. But I got in on the Ravens at 35 and I got in on the Vikings at 2.5, and therefore I got wins on those games. And, um, yeah, I I just had a week. Uh, the only other difference in my throwaway contest is I threw in the Cowboys instead of the uh, Titans on that contest, and the Cowboys covered as well. Well, I know that we talked Saturday night because I had a buddy that was in Biloxi uh, this weekend, and, uh, you know, I told you I was on in the – play some wagers for me. We talked about underdogs. Luckily, I had a Falcon Seahawks parlay. That hit, that was, I think, almost 7-1. to one. 
What was really sad, though, was I had a four-team underdog money on parlay. I had the Jets, the Seahawks, the Falcons, and the Texans. The Texans actually had a chance to win that game late. Uh, I would have won $270 uh, on a $10 bet. Would have lost my mind. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, something that you've told me before, and before we get into it, because let's talk about some trends and stuff. You told me that you need to kind of hammer underdogs early. Yeah. But then Vegas is going to course correct, and then it gets to be a lot more difficult. Is it this time or maybe still a few more weeks? Nah, I think it's I think it's this time. Um, based on based on some of the lines this week, and um, I I had it um on an article. Um, and I'm gonna see if I can find it. But the the payout on on underdog like money lines is just absolutely ridiculous right now. Mm-hmm. And so I fully expect. Uh, Vegas to um to correct and I feel like they have. All right, so year to date, road underdogs on the money line. Um, if you bet a hundred dollars each road underdog, you would have one thousand one hundred twenty one dollars right now. If you quadrupled that, if you did like five hundred, you would have fifty six hundred. So if you did a hundred dollars on every single dog to outright win, you would be up ten times. As much as what you started with. So. Wish I was done that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that math is probably wrong. But anyway, you'd be up a lot. You'd be up a lot. Um, which is a good a good net uh, for outright dogs, honestly. Um, and we got. Some- well, I was shocked to see, you know, how easily just putting two teams, like the Falcons and the Seahawks, which neither one of them were heavy dogs. And again, by just taking two money lines there, it was almost seven to one. I think it was plus 650. So. Uh, I like that. I, I do. I think that's something I'm going to do a little bit more of this year is just these pick the two upsets you think that are, you know, or maybe even the, you know, three, four upsets that are most likely uh, straight up and, you know, try to do a couple of different ways, uh, money line parlays. Yeah. Week five, Thursday night, we're back to these bleh, games. Indianapolis is traveling to Denver. The... Broncos are giving three and a half. Uh, Indy is awful. I, I'm sorry to anyone that listened to me on uh, Fantasy and Frames. I, I I was all in on Ryan, and it really was not a homer pick. I just thought he was going to have a good offensive line, good receivers, and he doesn't. The line is not very good. The team's not very good. The only thing that scares me is there is some trends for the Colts. They're 10 and 2 in their last 12 Thursday road games. Uh, they are 9 and 3 against the spread in their last 12 games against Denver. They're 10 and 3 against the spread in their last 13 games played in week five. They're 6 and 1 in their last seven games as an underdog. I don't care. I'm taking Denver on the short week. I don't care that they don't have Javante Williams. These Thursday night games, I think we talked about this earlier. I'm just going to start taking the home team. Unless the spread is is significant, because it seems to be a huge advantage in the short week. It's a huge advantage, but uh oh, I know. <laughs> I don't want to, man. I don't want to, but at at this point, I'd much rather take the points that I can get. Um, with and and here's kind of my logic here, and and again, I I know you call me the the gambling guru. Um, I'm not That's Fez. Right. I'm not Fesnick and and those like real pros, but you know what you're doing. Yeah, I've done I've done a lot of of eye testing, a lot of like scanning lines and looking at outcomes and things like that. And I'm willing to say that these coaches like Hackett, who literally just make yeah, the dumbest awful. calls, the bad game managers. I feel like you need to take as many points as you can get. And if it was a key not number of like three, I would say Broncos buy it down to two and a half. But if it's at three and a half, I, I kind of lean Colts. My only concern is Matt Ryan turning the ball over. That would be an issue. Um, I think both defenses will look even better because the offenses are struggling. And if it's a, a rock fight, I mean, kickers are kickers in, in, in Denver. So I kind of like the three and a half. I don't think the Broncos covered the number here. Russell Wilson's also 
uh, not practicing. He'll play, but he's banged up, and it's a short week for him as well. Yeah, um, I, I did go back and forth. Obviously, um, I just man, the Colts look really bad. But I, it's a game. I, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you Thursday night games. I would recommend not wagering unless you absolutely have to. I've got to get away from that and these prime well, time games. You know, honestly, uh, Captain Mo contest for DFS. Honestly, I wouldn't even say. Um, wow, the line has just moved to three, literally yeah. just now. And it'll probably get back up to three and a half. We might just say three, just because that's a key number. Just by the hook, but um, <clears throat> I would say honestly, there there are times where it's it's worth the risk. Like last week with the Bengals, it was worth the risk to put them right. No, I'm with you. Put something on it. I think I think. Um, if you if you you know just talking about dogs and people having a chance to win, I would say the Broncos are a very vulnerable team right now. Um, they they're gonna have Melvin Gordon who's a fumble away every other carry for some reason. Um, I think the Bron- I think the Colts will get uh, Taylor back. Um, and I just I think if the game is really a physical game decided in the trenches, that the Colts can can match up well enough against the Broncos. Um, on on both sides of the ball to keep this within three. All right, uh, and one other concern I do have, and there's the main reason I picked Denver. Indy secondary has been awful this year. I don't I don't know what happened, um, and I I do feel like Russ is starting to get it going a little bit with Sutton and Judy, uh, and they're gonna have to because like we've said, it's a shame about Javante Williams, but um, that's where we're at. Um, yeah. next up, I got the Steelers at the Bills, and boy, we got our first big number of the year, right? This is the highest one this year, isn't it? Yeah, sounds wonderful. Minus 14 for Buffalo. Uh, the Bills are 15 and 3 straight up in their last 18. That shouldn't, uh, you know, surprise anybody, but the Steelers are 11 and 3 against the spread in their last 14 games against Buffalo. However, they are 2 8 and 1 against the spread in their last 11 versus the AFC East. Um, the Bills six one and two against the spread. Past nine is double digit chalk, which that shows the John, the John, the Josh Allen Bills. When they need to, they can they can put the whooping on. The only thing that does scare me is this Pittsburgh offense is going to be better with Pickett. I, I've been telling people that for weeks. I'm a huge Pickens guy, you know, I'm a Georgia boy, and it, it's been painful to watch him not be able to do anything. Because Mitch Trubisky was probably the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm assuming Pickett starts this week, but I'm still going to lay the points. Buffalo was really impressive on that last drive versus Baltimore last week. And I think the weather played a huge part. Again, it scares me, but if I had to make a bet, I'm going to say Buffalo rolls at home and they cover the the 14. I'm going to come up with a sound bite for when we don't agree. Not so fast. You just play the lead horse, so not so fast, my friend. I I hate to quote Lee though, but um, we can come up with something original. But yeah, I am on the opposite end of the spectrum here. Uh, although I will say, historically speaking, to my knowledge, uh, the Josh Allen Bills will beat the shit out of a bad team. I don't think the Steelers are that bad. Uh, Picking again, taking the Cooper Rush mentality a little. Getting thrown into a game in the middle of a game, even if you're not expected to start, is a pretty tough situation, especially for a rookie. And um, I thought it looked you know, okay. I know that yeah, he turned it over a few yeah, times. A couple but turnovers. They moved yeah. it, yeah. which they hadn't been doing. And the team is speaking positively about him, and I think there is some energy there. Offensively, they are talented. I think the um, the Bills' defense is not as fearsome right now because they're a little nicked up. Von Miller obviously scares me <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Uh, that would be a concern, but I will tell you, man, watching this Bills team, they have a lot of Rams tendencies in them where they're not really moving the ball um, efficiently, like from a scheme kind of look. And then what I mean by that is they're not spreading the ball around as much anymore. Uh, the run game is pretty predictable. It's it's Josh Allen. Uh, which, you know, that was something that they were supposed to work on. And then, the, you know, week one, it didn't look like that was an issue. Week two, it seemed okay. They too, need to but, give James Cook another chance. Yeah, he is we, the most talented back in their field. I understand yeah. he fumbled on his first carry, but I think he's the guy that can help that. Yeah, week three and four hasn't been that great. Um, 
And then uh, it's it's digs, 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 digs. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's good. Not like obviously it's good. It's they're one of the top offenses in the league. However, at some point you kind of run into this block where certain staff, certain coaches can scheme up something to make it a little bit more difficult. Um, and in this case, I think uh, you, you have to go with history here. Uh, I know current stats and some of the things you said were a little off standing, but um, Mike Tomlin is still career wise a 60% against the spread guy, I believe um, it's a pretty high percentage. Uh, and these are, you know, Corey will probably say it Sunday too. These are the games where he covers. Uh, I, yep. They, it's just uh, we just saw the backup quarterback. He's the shit, Teddy Zappy. covers of uh, say, coaches. Yeah, I was gonna say we just saw Zappy with the Patriots cover a ten and a half against the uh, the Packers. Uh, I I think that um, given fourteen Hall of Famer Zappy. Yeah, yes, New England that's people. My, that's my guy. <laughs> you like him? Oh, fuck yeah, man. He's a DJ right. special. Anybody that bets college football definitely remembers Zappy, man. He was he was money. Um, matter of fact, shout out to him and the Roadrunners because they put up so many points. I think I hit that over in the first quarter. Uh, <laughs> but but um, I was going to say, um, it, it's one of those things, not to overanalyze it, it's just not often that people cover 14, 17-point spreads, and the teams that have done that consistently – were the cheating Patriot teams, not the uh, the teams in the last couple years Patriots, but the ones that were deflate gate-ish uh, era, uh, they could cover those big numbers. I I would lean to the Steelers, and I've heard people that I respect their opinion just outright say Steelers straight up. Um, so I will I will take my points here with the Steelers. Um, I don't that straight up blew my mind. Um. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, no, no, not not straight up like take the money line, but like straight okay. up like like okay. no no gotcha. explanation. Just okay. Take the I was about to be like, Hell wait no. a minute, what no, guys no, that you no. respect are saying this? No, 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 no. Because no, no, I don't no. think you should respect them. Uh, no. <laughs> I did miss the London game, and I apologize about that. We actually had the Giants at the Packers. Packers giving eight. I think the Giants cover and have a great Who's chance. Quarterback. I don't care. What? Who? But that, I kind of care. Who's the quarterback? Who is? I mean, Green Bay has really struggled they, yeah, stopping struggle, the run. For sure, but but who is the Giants' third string quarterback? You don't think Danny? Has uh, Daniel Jones been ruled out? Daniel Jones can't run. If he is playing, he's not going to be that mobile. I think and, he's just got to hand it off to Saquon. Hey, listen, 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 listen. I know Packers might not look the best last week, but this I think this defense is is very underrated and. Um, what have you seen so far that makes you say that? Uh, well, I like their their secondary the ability to cover man to man. If they are allowed to do that, uh, that was part of the issue against uh, the Vikings and Jefferson. Is that I think schematically they just had a bad game plan. Um, I think their nose tackle slash uh, the guy up front, their main defensive tackle is probably one of the best uh, run stoppers in the league. But he just doesn't. He's not Aaron Donald. And so he doesn't get it talked about. And I feel like the uh, – You just said who's going to be their quarterback. The Patriots just almost beat them with their third-string quarterback. I know who their third-string quarterback At home. is. Though. I know who their third-string quarterback is, though. And okay. I know that if if the ball has laces, Zappy can sling that thing, okay? Like, he's different. Just like Mike White with the Jets. I knew who he was when he got the ball. I was like, shit, they got a chance to cover the number. Like, I know who that guy is and and, and – if you don't have film on these people, they're not typical, like, third-string, noodle-arm quarterback. Zappy doesn't sling it down the field, but he can work an offense. I need to, like, literally, can you name him? I want to know who it is. No, oh, I can't name him. All right. Well, I'm going to look it up real quick, and if, if it's somebody that I recognize, then I will. It's probably Jake uh, Fromm. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Jake Fromm? Right. I mean, I hope it's not, but if I had to guess, because he was on the roster last year. I thought he got cut. Jeez. Did he get cut? Listen. Oh, no, he's in Buffalo now. Oh, my God. It's, it's Giants but they just worked out A.J. McCarron and Jake, Jake Fromm. Oh, my God. All right, give me the Packers, bro. I'm not I'm not wasting a lot of time on this. Now, this is going to end up being one of those weeks that 
Next week, I can say, I'm not an expert. You shouldn't really be listening to my picks anyway. Uh, can hammer shoot, shoot your shot. Eight points is still a lot, and you're right. They didn't cover that number against the uh, – against. I just – I don't think this Packers defense is good. The two games that they have not given up a lot of yardage and a lot of points, they played the Bears, who we've seen the mess that they are, and they played the Bucks. And Brady had literally nobody to throw the ball to. So uh, – in your defense, though, I will say that I am a little worried uh, about the QB situation, but I just think Saquon's having one of those years. And the Giants understand what they have to do, which is why I like that. They're going to try to keep the game close, and that's what I think they can cover and potentially even win the game. I really do believe that. Weird shit happens in London. Who knows what Aaron Rodgers is going to get into when he's over there. Um, <laughs> next up, Chargers at Browns. Chargers are giving three. Or, yeah, giving three. I like Cleveland here. Um, yeah. I just think that the Browns are good. They uh, And I know that my Falcons just beat them, but the Chargers are so banged up. They're supposed to have both of the linemen back, correct? Both Garrett and um, – uh, Miles, Miles should be good to go. I Left like tackle out for the Chargers. Uh, I worry about Herbert, man. Uh, the rest of the season I worry about him. And, you know – the Texans' defense is terrible, so I don't really look too much into what the Chargers did last week. And the thing is, the Chargers still can't stop the run. And nope. one thing we know Cleveland can do, they're going to run the ball. They're going to give it to Nick Chubb. They're going to give it to Kareem Hunt. Um, again, not only do I like the Browns' cover, this is one I definitely would look at as a straight-up win and uh, upset. Um, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't go like it went last year. And if I'm getting points, I'm – I'm definitely taking the home team. Well, they ran them out of the building last year, didn't they? Yeah. It shouldn't be much different. Um, I like the Browns here. I like the Browns as my money line play this week. Um, I would like it at three and a half, but I I took the plus three anyway because I think they can't outright win. Um, I also think that at some point that cracked rib is going to come into play because it doesn't heal easy. And if there was a time playing against Miles Garrett and these guys would probably be at uh, the secondary for the Browns is pretty tough, too. Uh, I think losing to the Falcons is just one of those things where it's just the NFL. It's a situational thing. Um, like you're We're not going to offensive team. Yeah, and you're not going to have your A game every single week. And teams, the good teams, uh, like the Chiefs, uh, can come in with their B-plus game and still find a way to win at the end. The Browns are not that that team with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. They they had their B maybe B minus game against the Falcons and and they ended up losing, but it was still a close game. So I'm not I'm not docking them uh, for that game. Uh, it's a good win for the for the uh, Falcons and just you know how it goes sometimes in the in the. No NFL. offense to the Chargers and Austin Eckler. He's not going to run it down your throat. Hell that's not no. what he does. He and that's he what we did last week. We ran it right down the middle. I mean, we had a guy sign off the practice squad. His first work, eight carries, 50 yards and a touchdown. They just could not stop the run last week. Uh, I don't think the Chargers can beat him that way. So we agree there. We got the Bears going to Minnesota. Ew. God, I do not like this line, minus seven, because I don't trust the Bears, but they're so bad. Um, this is one that I probably would recommend staying away, but if I had to take a side, I'd take the Vikings. I'd give the points. Um, I just, I hope Fields just stays healthy the rest of the season. And I don't know if there's a quarterback in the NFL. I feel more sorry for the situation they're in than Justin Fields. I'd rather take my points with the Bears than lay seven with these damn Vikings and their terrible coaching uh, not even terrible coaches, just bad decision making. That that game last week in London was, was so was so frustrating. Was so frustrating. You cannot get down into the red zone with with talent like Jefferson, even uh, uh and Thielen, one of the best yeah, red zone receivers a, in football. Even a seventy five percent Thielen. You got Dalvin Cook as well. Like you just can't have a three headed monster like that and get into the red zone and not be able to score like touchdowns. All the time on a consistent basis, yep. like, I agree. And, and not to take anything from um from the Saints because the Saints defense is tough, but I just didn't see like a thought out attack by the Vikings, and it was very frustrating. Uh, they had some lulls in there too that was very frustrating. But 
Luckily for them, the Bears are not an explosive offense, and I think that'll really help their defense. Um, seven's a lot for a division game, but the Bears, like, they're just not a good team. So um, it, as much as like I said before, I would rather take my points with the Bears and lay it with the Vikings. If I had a gun to my head, I'd lay it with the Vikings. Yeah. All right. That makes you feel better because it's uh, – Lions <laughs> at Pats. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, though. I will say um, Jaguars – Jaguars a little shaky. Um, but if you're looking to do teasers, these seven, seven spreads, like the Jaguars, the Vikings – I think that the Chiefs is another one. Hell, even the Packers. If you tease those down six points or even seven, like you're essentially like needing just to win. for these yep. teams to win. And they've got favorable matchups to outright win. So that's a pretty good teaser builder. The Lions are traveling to New England real quickly before we get in this game. Jared Goff has been impressive. Yeah, he's all right. You weren't impressed. They, I mean, they had no receivers. I have, I have been supporting the Lions more okay. than anybody will open it publicly. I've <laughs> hammered golf as much as anybody. I'm just saying I really have been impressed. If you look at his numbers since they made the play calling uh, shift, which I think that was like week nine of last year, mm-hmm. he's thrown like 27 touchdowns to five picks. It's been really impressive. Um, I know a lot of people are probably going to be on New England. Bill Simmons, of course, was – talking on his podcast, so this is a really good team. They know their identity. They're going to run the ball, yada, yada, yada. I don't think they can score enough points to keep up with the Lions. Um, I'll, I'll I'll take the points because, again, it's going to be either Hoyer or Zappa. Maybe Jones plays, but if he does, he's obviously banged up. And um, I, I do. I almost think New England's one of those teams right now that they'd be better not to play Mac Jones because they're more likely to throw it a little bit more if Jones is in there. The best way for them to win, because the Lions are terrible against the run, is just to pound it. Uh, but I just – Detroit's offense is legit good. They've scored 27 or more points in every game. I don't know if New England can score enough to beat them and cover that. And they give up 35 a game. So, um, scheme secret here. You don't always have to outscore a high-scoring offense in the sense that you need to keep up. If you can dictate the pace of the game and the tempo – and control the clock, which the Patriots do have a coach that's very well scripted in that, you can actually beat a a high-scoring team by making them play your style of game, which I think that Dan Campbell um, and and the Lions will be forced into doing because Belichick has the coaching edge here. Um, Now, I've been very critical of the Patriots. Uh, Also, if Zappi plays, I'm, I'm putting Tristan on Zappi. I'm going to, like, lay the house on Zappi. But uh, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, like, if I'm looking at this game, three points is kind of the standard for NFL. Like, the home team gets three, and the road team gets three. So you're telling me this is a pick em. Yeah. And if if it's a pick em, um, then my question is why? And what what is the edge that the Lions have? Because you said they have a good offense, but they also right. have a very weak defense. And you just said they're easy to run against, which means they're not going to have the ball a lot if the Patriots don't turn it over. Um, and we've already seen that the Patriots can run a full-out assault on the ground game plan like they did the Bills, who are a very high-scoring offense. Just so happens the weather was shitty that day. But again, the the game plan can be done and executed by the uh, Patriots. They just unless they get behind, which is the, the other issue, is that the but, Lions but get up early. Jared Goff will turn the ball over, man. He and, ha- and, I just told you, twenty seven yeah. five over his last. I, I now, get it. What is it? Fourteen games. And the only thing Bill can still do is game plan, and he'll have a good game plan for the for this team. So I'm gonna lay my points with the Patriots here. I don't right. care who's that They're so desperate. They're breaking out uniforms they haven't won in a decade. That's how desperate Bill Belichick and these Patriots are. Zappy he knows they ain't worth the shit. The next Brady. Oh, He's my God. over Matt Jones's butt. Okay. So you're oh going to see it. You're going to see it. This is his coming well, out. Goodwill hunting Allen over here. He's going for at least four touchdowns, and everybody's going to be like, where did this guy come from? You're going to see so many clips of him at Western Kentucky, and I'm going to be like, yo, that's been my guy forever. 
Well, we're gonna laugh when Brian Hoyer ends up starting. Uh, Seattle <laughs> uh, at New Orleans. Saints giving five and a half. This is another one that I don't get. Um, I mean, I, I do think the Saints are the better team. I don't think they're five and a half points better. Seattle's another team that can score points. Uh, Geno's look pretty good, man. Like I, I got to admit that I've been impressed. Uh, it's kind of a shame that it's took them this long to find a job because we've had quarter or years that the quarterbacks in the NFL are not nearly as good uh, as this year, and Geno didn't have a job. Real quick. Do people yeah. remember why Geno doesn't have a job? Because he turned it over all the time. No, because he owed a dude money, and then the, then he got punched in his face, and his oh jaw my God, broke. I forgot all about that. <laughs> dude, I forgot about that. Man. It was embarrassing. And then on top of that, he wasn't a good quarterback. So yes, it's it's a combination of things. Okay, touche. Well, I'm again. I'm gonna take the points. Uh, I, I I like Seattle indoors. Um, you know, I don't know if it, is it better if Jameis starts. The way he turns the ball over, it probably would help the uh, Seahawks defense. Because Seattle actually gets pressure too, which that's why if, if you know whether it's Jameis or Dalton, they still suck on defense. They they can't cover shit. Um, we didn't mention it, but it, it should go without saying. Uh, the Vikings and the Saints are not taking bye weeks after traveling from London. That should be taken into consideration. Uh, oh, my God. Why? I didn't, I didn't even think about that. No, that's fine. That's what I'm here for. Um, and I think there's not, a lot, there's not a lot of history. I think there's five games uh, where teams – have opted not to take the bye. We got the London, and I think it's like three and two against the spread or something like that. But it's not a lot of data out there um, saying um, whether or not there's any kind of correlation. But I would take as many points as I can with the Seahawks just because they seem to have an identity on offense. And as even though the Saints defense is really, really um, underrated at times, uh, given that nobody ever talks about anybody but Lattimore and Jordan, but as a unit, I think they're a very solid unit. Um, they've got some, they've got some issues with finishing drives, and I think when you have any any points over a field goal, um, I like to to take as many as I can get with the better offense against a team that has trouble finishing drives. Because in today's game, let's be real. An offense is going to put up points at some point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, whether it be PIs or illegal touching and all this other stupid stuff they got going on in the NFL. Um, the, the very top of the echelon, the, the Niners and I think Cowboys are the two that haven't given up more than 20 points so far. The top of the echelon defenses can change games for sure. But I think everybody else underneath that top echelon are, they, I mean, they're just there uh, to serve a purpose. They can win you games, but they're not going to dominate the game. And because the Saints won't dominate the game here defensively, I think the Seahawks will cover the number. All right. Next, we got the Teddy Covers. Miami Teddy Dolphins. Covers, back, baby. Going to the Jets. Miami is giving three points. I was tempted to take the Jets here. I'm not going to lie. I like what I saw from Zach Wilson last week. The Jets have got – I mean, if Zach Wilson just ends up being good, he doesn't even have to be, like, really good. If he's just good – I love the pieces that they've surrounded him with, but Teddy was really – I mean, Teddy was pretty good last week in mop-up duty. I know he turned it over, but the great thing about what Miami has now and the offenses they built is with those receivers, you don't need a quarterback to do a lot. You just need a quarterback to be fairly accurate, which I think Teddy can do. And, you know, the Jets beat the Steelers last week. Let's not act like they beat a really good team in the NFL. I will give the points, take the Dolphins. Yeah, man. Teddy covers, yo. And he covers against bad teams. Sauce can't cover Waddle and Hill at the same time, unfortunately. <laughs> Sauce has been uh he's been getting beat some too though. I mean they all do, but he's a he's a rookie. He's gonna take time. Um I like him though. Um also I feel like I've been saying this a lot. But the Dolphins are an underrated defense. Really <laughs> and, uh, good defense. Yeah. But and and one of the key things that I've noticed in there. Their first four games, they forced turnovers, um, which could definitely be a big factor here. Um, I like Mike McDaniel's as a play caller. I know he's gonna he's gonna always go with the most aggressive call. 
he ain't gonna blink. And um, I'm pretty sure he wants to give it to to Sala because uh, they used to be uh, coordinate, defense coordinator, offense coordinator uh, on the Niners. So it's probably um, a little spirited uh, rivalry going on between those two as well. So let me let me lay the points with um, Teddy B. I think he's good for it. It's three, right? It is. All right. I would if I'm betting it buy it down. No, to two yeah, and a half. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, buy it down to two and a half. If you have the super contest, uh, you should be good at three. My two and two Atlanta Falcons going to Tampa. Tampa is giving eight and a half. I would take the over in this game. Uh, it's 48 points. I think that that's a lock. Brady is going to throw all over this Falcon secondary, but Atlanta's offense is good. Uh, we've scored at least 23 points in every game. Um, uh, we played a couple of good defenses. We played Cleveland, New Orleans, and again, in those games, we scored actually 27 or more. Um, I like the eight and a half. I take the Falcons. I think it's a back, literally, the name of this podcast, a backdoor cover late, but I love the over in this game. I think there's a chance that they're at 35 40 by half. Man, I don't. I still don't think y'all are that high powered. Also, you don't have Cordell Patterson. I don't know if I want to back you without Cordell Patterson. But I don't like the Bucks either. And you know, maybe I'll just take the the um the conspiracy angle. Tom Brady's reportedly getting divorced. He's hired a divorce attorney. So is Giselle. He he's got his favorite whipping boy, the Atlanta Falcons, coming into town. Fuck you, fuck you, Al. <laughs> Let me get the bucks to cover. You son of a bitch. You didn't have to add that last part. You I'm could just, have just said I'm taking He hates the Falcons. It's very well documented. He <sighs> hates you guys. Son of a bitch. I hope maybe well, – never mind. I can't say that. I was no, about to no, say it. No, 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 I was about to say I, I hope we injure him, but I don't want to say that. That's messed up. You, you can't hurt Brady any more than he's hurting internally right now. Touche. He's I mean, it looks like he's becoming like a vampire. So always, I mean, like he looks turning weak. into Aaron Rodgers right before our eyes. That's how bad it is. It's a shame. Um, and our offense is good, by the way. It is good. Like if you just look at everything, we move the ball. I, I I'm with you, but I'm just saying, like we we're good offense. Uh, and how dare Joe Matz compare us to the Lions, okay, by the way, and say hey, that we're, a, Joe, we're I told you, I didn't think it was that bad of, a, of an analogy. I got what he was saying. Yeah. Fuck you, Joe. <laughs> uh, Titans going to the Washington Communists. Uh, Tennessee is giving – it is two and a half for Tennessee, right? I guess yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, Titans are giving two and a half. Uh, here come the Titans again. Uh, I, I thought they were dead. They were a team that I, I really was down on coming into this year. I thought their division would be better. And what I meant was I thought Jacksonville and Indy were both going to be good. Uh, Jacksonville is. Jackson, I was going to say, they've been doing well. Jacksonville is. Indy's yeah, not. Hell. Uh, and, you know, I thought I really did. I thought the Titans were dead. I thought they were going to lose to Vegas week three. We could, we could bury them officially. Since then, they beat Vegas. They beat the Colts. Washington is trash. Um, it is mind-blowing that they beat Jacksonville week one because since then it has been rough. Um, I'll, I'll give the points. I think the Titans have figured out their identity, and they haven't even really got Traylon Burks going yet. And I'm telling you, that kid's going to be pretty good, especially in that got, offense. He just got hurt. Did he really? Yeah. Um, which is another thing I wanted to stop and remind everybody. Check the injury reports. Guys are getting banged up left and right, but it is that time of year. Um, I can't remember exactly what they said. Uh, Turf but, toe. Yeah, okay. Which, hey, I, I was talking to somebody about that today. It's a bitch, was, man. Yeah, it it's sucks. A bitch. It sucks. I've had um, it really bad. Let's see. Yeah, so the commanders, or commandos as I call them, they suck. They're trash. They're Communist. exactly who we thought they were. Um, but man, this, these are the games that the damn Titans will trick it up, man. I, I hate it, but I, I got the, I got, um, I'm laying the points with the, with the okay. Titans. I was waiting um, for you to take Washington. Heck, no, 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 no. I don't want to take Washington. It's, it's a no bet for me if I got to go Washington, but I, like I said, be, be wary that Tennessee doesn't, doesn't make 
the the easy games easy for some reason. A game like last week when they got the Titan or the the Colts and they're on the road and there's some odds against them. It's like, oh man, they come out balls to the wall. They look great, right? Even against the Raiders, they look great when they when they're dogs. But then when they're on the front foot, you're like, what the hell, man? <laughs> so, Giants week one. Yeah, so um, I I think they've got more than enough to handle the uh, the Commandos. Communists. Um, <laughs> the Houston Texans. Tra- actually, the traveling Damian Pierces uh, are going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville's laying seven. That's a big number, but I think Jacksonville's good. Uh, hopefully they won't have any more games where Trevor Lawrence fumbles the ball seven times under center or whatever it was. Obviously, I guess he does not like playing in wet conditions. That was man, that was that was rough. They had that game. I mean, they were up fourteen nothing and then they just started fumbling it literally, not from hits or nothing, just from the center to Trevor. Uh if they're as good as I think they are, and I said before the season, I thought Jacksonville was a great chance to win this division. It was one of my favorite bets of the lower odds to win the division. Um, they need to slap the Texans in the, in the mouth. The Texans' defense is really bad. Uh, and I think the Jags will do a good enough job slowing down the run game. And then if you do that, the Texans are, are not really a, a good offense in any way. So give me the Jags. Give the points. What do you got? A lot to lay. On the Jags, but like you said, if you think they're as good as as everybody else, which I do think they're for real, um, I would lay it too. Six and a half, though, not seven. Is it down to six and a half already? No, I would just. Oh, you're buy, saying you buy it? Yeah, just buy it down to six and a half. It's gonna be even better because you know I'm just trying to make an official home. Yeah. Uh, your 49ers coming off another big win, uh, with Jimmy G at QB. Sucks. They're going to Carolina. Six and a half is a Big number for a road team, but man, Baker Mayfield sucks. But if there's uh, anything that Baker Mayfield gets scared of, it's going to be Bosa because Bosa hates him, and I'm pretty sure he wants to body slam him for uh, the shitty pool when he was at Oklahoma. Um, so yeah, uh, I would consider that probably extra motivation on a defense that's going to travel has always traveled well to the East Coast against. Uh, rookie left tackle or maybe right tackle because uh, my boy uh, Icky's on that line. He's struggling a little bit starting out. You got a rookie there. Um, they don't even know Robbie Anderson's on the field, so that'll help. And then um, the only thing that concerns me is just that, like, these are the games where Jimmy D will turn the ball over three times and will end and up. And Carolina's D is decent. That's the one yeah. thing Carolina does have yeah. a decent defense. But so we're but, both agreeing yeah. you get the points, right? I'm gonna. God, I hate it. This is why Vegas is Vegas. They're good. I mean, that's yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's honestly a game that I would skip over. Right. No, I'm uh, with but, you. Yeah, but if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna lay it with the Niners. Uh, it's a lot to lay on the road, but I I just do not like anything coming out of that Carolina Panthers like camp at all right now. It's sad. Like, the fans are screaming for Sam Darnold. That's how bad it is. Right. And, that was and, it's literally is about what I was about to say. Yeah. And rule is awful. So yeah. Why is he not fired? Why is he not fired? Be- because they've got this young guy uh, that's the GM owner or whatever. Um, They're connected. I think making the decisions, and I think he wants to see it through because he's a big analytical guy, and and I think he likes the the process of Matt Rule's approach. Which, I will tell you what scares me as a Falcons fan. Saints and Panthers end up being really bad this year. Good quarterback class. They'll both hit on the quarterbacks that they select next year. Quarterbacks. What do you mean? Well, you don't like any of those quarterbacks. No, I'm just saying, but what quarterbacks are, are they going to hit on? You got the kid from Kentucky. You got Bryce uh, Young. You got... The kid from Kentucky. Did you see yeah. him play? He was awful after they said, like, oh, he's – He's probably going to be one of the first quarterbacks off the board. And I was like, what? I, I get that McShay and, and these guys from ESPN, they quote unquote follow the game and they do these scouting reports and stuff like that. But there is like, I hadn't even heard of this kid on, on like draft boards or people like on like, like JT O'Sullivan. I love JT O'Sullivan. His breakdowns are fantastic. He does, does it on a lot of people. He's never once mentioned the Kentucky quarterback. 
All right, so you got Stroud though. Yeah, you got Stroud, Bryce. Yeah. You got. I mean, there there is guys good that we know. Yeah, Bryce. Bryce, I think has some limitations going into the next level, but it won't get exposed until he's at the next level. I.e., Tua. I'll let Too you know small. Now, I think he has. Uh, he has uh, some some um, some velocity and arm strength issues, uh, which show up when he has to throw the ball deep down the field. Um, his placement is also not that great, too. And he's a real seen, athlete, which is the one having reason seen I think. Him, having seen him live, he does get spooked with guys around his feet, too. He didn't, he didn't impress me at all that Texas game. I actually, I actually docked him. Wouldn't you say, though, if you're about to get paid, that you would get spooked with guys around your feet, too? I would say that um, if I am a top talented or top tier quarterback, yeah. that wouldn't matter. I saw, ah. I saw, I saw, um, and I know we're getting a little sidetrack here, but just, just for reference, I saw this man Sunshine go up against one of the best or better Ohio State fronts in a while, with a guy named Chase Young literally breathing down his back the entire game, double team, triple team, he was still getting pressure, and this dude never faltered once, even took off and ran the ball like 60 yards for a touchdown, and he was poised as could be. I don't see that type of poise from um, from Bryce Young, which makes me think that if he goes to a team like the Panthers or the Saints where they're going to struggle be before right. they get better, it's going to be a learning curve for him. So um, I, I'm not buying a lot of stock into the quarterbacks in college. I don't right think now. you're counting enough of just the Falcons are fucked no matter what happens. So yeah, whoever those guys take, they'll end up being, you know, Tom Brady 2.0. Yeah. Uh, but I know so, yeah, sorry to get sidetracked there, guys. I just wanted to make sure I gave an explanation um, so people don't be like, oh, he's just talking. No, there's logic behind it, at least in my mind. Alan, I always know you got logic. <laughs> I'm the one that's just talking out my ass. All right, uh, Cowboys going to the Rams. This is actually a game I'm really excited to see. The Rams are giving four and a half, and I don't get why. Uh, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to I'm gonna go with Dallas and – I don't even know if I want to say this on the podcast, but I think that I am not saying Rush is in any way better than Dak, but I think the offense and what they try to do with Cooper Rush is better for what the Cowboys can do and to be a better team. However, you made a great point. I think you said this to me that, you know, they're going to eventually need Dak, right? Like, yeah, they can win games in the regular season like this, but when it gets to be a playoff game where you got to win, you got to have a quarterback and do a little bit more, but, I just, I mean, I've been wondering why Dallas hadn't done this in the past. They got a great defense. Their offensive line's playing good again. Run the ball, uh, you know, play action. I like the Cowboys. I don't think the Rams are very good either. They didn't run the ball worth the damn last game, I don't think. They did <laughs> not. Up. But I will say uh, the biggest strength, uh, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's the equivalent of when a, a girl says that a guy has a nice personality. Cooper Rush plays within his his limits like he knows who he is as a quarterback he ain't gonna go out here and try to throw the ball 50 yards down the field right he's not forcing his shots he's playing within the system he's taking what teams are giving him and what they're giving him is space and opportunity and he's executing and and that is perfect that's exactly what you want out your backup quarterback there's also not a lot of film on cooper rush so a lot a lot of people haven't been making four games now started yep yeah so Cooper Rush that you see now, as this season gets longer and teams start game planning a little bit more for him, especially in that division, I think we'll see uh, some hiccups. I don't anticipate hiccups here because I don't think the Rams are invested in this season. I, I said that from day one. Um, I made That's a good call, and I actually thought they were going to be pretty good. Yeah, I made the mistake of, of betting them bastards in week one just because I was like, ah, I'll just give it a shot. and. I kid you not, if if we could go back to the recap show I did with Joe, I definitely said I will never put a dollar behind that team again. <laughs> they seemed disinterested. Uh, even yesterday when they were playing the Niners, it, it just seemed like they were going through the motions, like even when they were angry. Like nobody's afraid of this team anymore. Like Aaron Donald's still a beast, but like even he, I don't think, really cares. They got their Super Bowl. Yep. They're fat and happy. Most of them got paid. They literally throw the Cooper Rush 25 billion times in the game. That ain't going to be enough to beat a team like Dallas defensively. I think the defense does enough to win this game, whether Cooper Rush is, is good or not. 
Um, I also think you can still run the ball against them a little bit more uh, than what Dallas has seen as well. People are questioning if this defense is good. I think you really need to go back and watch the games um, because, yes, they're good. Uh, People are questioning Dallas' defense is good. Yeah, because they're like, oh, they didn't play any good offenses because the Bucs didn't have this person, and then they played this person, and then they played this person. I get that, but it's the execution, man. It's the execution. It's consistent pass rush and dominating both lines. I think they're a good team. Really I, I think I think their defense is is legit. I'm excited for them. Um, and I think with the shuffle of the Rams' offensive line as well, I really don't see how they do anything different than what they did against us. And honestly, I think the Cowboys' defense is more aggressive than us, so I, yep. I really feel like they're going to do some damage. I got in at five. That's how. Uh, anxious I was. I literally refreshed the page. <laughs> yeah, I refreshed the page until like they set it up to where I could actually pick my pickums, and that was the very first one that I picked. Dallas plus five. All right, the Philadelphia Eagles, the eventual 2022 Super Bowl champions. If you ask a majority <laughs> of people, I'm like, guys, we're we're four weeks in. Can we just settle down a little bit? Going to Arizona, Philly's given five. I am terrified of the Kyler Murray backdoor cover. I can see the Eagles being up double digits. And then in the fourth quarter, because Murray's done a lot of that this year, he goes bananas, brings them back, and covers. But I am going to take the Eagles. I think the Eagles are really good. I think the Cardinals are really bad. Give me Philly even going across the country. Yeah, I don't think travel will be an issue. Um, This comes down to talent. Uh, And I think that the... Eagles are talented enough. I know they've got some offensive line injuries as well that people were talking about, but I, I mean, I feel like they can run the ball against this team um, and they've got the right personnel to to overpower the uh, Cardinals, who also have shitty game plans. Thoughts on that defense? You think they're legit? Eagles defense? Yes. Yeah, as a unit, I think they are. I think, I think they're, um, as a unit, I think they're legit but they're not as special as the front of the Cowboys and the Niners, which is what separates them. Like you've got names, but like Parsons and Bosa are, are game changers. Uh, they, there's a, I forgot who their main edge rusher is. He's, he's not bad. And Fletcher Cox is, is a is aging vet, but he's still solid too. But I, I think the units on in Dallas and, and um, the Niners are more special, uh, but Kyler Murray containing him, working out a game plan to stop him. I think they can do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay it, um, just because I feel like the the walls are closing in on the Dolphins. I mean the um, Cardinals. Yes, they beat. Yes, they beat the uh, the Panthers. But again, they made that a lot harder than it should have been too. And we just talked about the Panthers are arguably the worst team in football. Yeah, or a handful of them. Yeah. Uh, very interesting game Sunday night I'm really excited about this the Cincinnati Bengals going to Baltimore Baltimore is giving the traditional three points at home I have the Ravens winning this division but I think it's because of their schedule I think their schedule is considerably easier than Cincinnati because you know they get those three extra games against I think it's the last place uh, team from other divisions where since he's obviously playing the first place but I just I keep seeing the way the Ravens secondary has gotten burnt and thinking about Joe Burrow. Hopefully T. Higgins is, you know, good to go. Um Jamar Chase, that Bengals offense. I'm gonna take the points with Cincy. Taking my points with Cincy too. Um don't like what I see out the Ravens closing games. That's my main issue. This is the fourth week in a row, I think, that they've just fucked up at the end of the game. <laughs> So I'm not, I'm not. What was that? Can we real quick spend a minute going, did, did you not hate that play call? I hated it. Like I not even play, kicking the field goal. Play, I hate the play call. Um, But from an analytical standpoint, if you're looking at the math, it is the right call. However, I say in those situations like that, fuck the math. Like the difference, the percentage, the percentage is less than 10% of a difference uh, in your probability of winning. Uh, I think it's like 67%. If you score a touchdown there, it goes down to like 59 or something like that. Uh, if you kick the field goal, that's 
still higher than what I would expect. I think anything over 55 is a good probability for a win. Go with it, bro. Take, bro, take can I, can I, this, this is where I get mad with, like, Joe, who is my boy. And, you know, he would, he would plan that. You hadn't scored a fucking point in the second half. Take the yeah. fucking three points. Yeah, I would take the points and, and make and make them have to go somewhere other Thank than you. Diggs. Uh, but that that would be me. Um, and I think that was kind of what uh, Peters was was pissed off about. But I mean, you but, literally uh, have not scored a point yeah. in the second half, and you're not going to take the three to take the lead. I yeah. just so so um, that was like a twofold anger. My initial anger was because now. If the Bills go down and score a touchdown, I don't get my cover because I have right. to take half. And then my other anger was if they go into fucking overtime then and they score get- a touchdown the first time, I still don't get my cover. <laughs> like I was just a little pissed. And um, and I'm, I know me and Joe will, will touch on this in the next uh, the next show, but yeah, I, I get the math behind it is correct. Like that was the right play call. Uh, I think even the but problem Matt, is, that this is what bothers but, me. Matt, you need to anal- be situational, right? The, like it has to be situational. It's the analytics behind it, and even in like analytics is is what controls the 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 game nowadays, or at least that's what most people try to do. And even even with the interception, the probability of that interception was three percent, but it happened. And so you know, if we ran that simulation a hundred times, it wouldn't exactly. happen that many times. But at the end of the day, it happened, and you lost the game. And these are the type of losses yep. that allows teams like the Bengals to win the fucking division. You know, like so. I I think I think Harbaugh just got a little hit of himself there. The the four or five times I've ever heard him talk about the numbers, the analytics, this and that. Brody was wrong. Just, I, he knows he was like wrong. He, I feel like he loses those games. No, he's the. Again, by the math, the call is right, but it's not. But it's not wrong. by the math. The Bills had only scored. 20 points. You hadn't scored a point in the entire second I half. Know. The math is wrong. You take the three points and make them go down and beat you is what you do. You're at fucking home. It dro- I, Like, I was, dude, oh, my God, <laughs> it was awful. Like, and Joe, I know, will defend it. He's wrong. Like, that is a situation. Kick the fucking field goal. All right, last game, Monday night. Raiders at Chiefs. I really am afraid because the Raiders' season is – you know, kind of on the line still. Uh, you don't want to be one and four. Uh, I did really like what I saw out of them uh, running the ball. And, man, Jacobs, like, I ain't seen Jacobs look that good in, like, two years. Um, but Kansas City owns the Raiders. They've killed them lately. Um, I'll give the points. I'll take the Chiefs. Um, it's fine at seven. If it goes higher than seven and a half, I would probably take the Raiders. Um, I think we're going to see the Chiefs get into that um, that Warriors mode where they're just going to win games. They're not necessarily going to cover the number. Uh, so that worries me a little. So I, I like anything over seven with the Raiders. But seven, six and a half, I'll take the Chiefs. All right. Well, we made it through week five. Um, anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? Yeah. Um, don't overthink this week. It might be brutal. Um, the trend last week was still 60% for dogs. Um, the week before that, they were 7-1. and one. I think they were 6-4 and four last week or something like that. So um, I think it was like 8-1-1. One one, sorry, 8-1-1 one one they ended with. But either way, don't, don't get too caught up on overthinking um, this week. And, you know, you don't have to bet every game. No, no. I know we're degenerates, but, you know. Oh, my super contest. Um, let me let me yeah. finalize that. Um, super contest, please give me one second. Uh, last week I talked myself out of the the Broncos and added the Jets. I don't think I'm talking myself out of too much this week. Um, in my main lineup, I took my points with the Browns, the Bengals, the um, Cowboys, and the Seahawks. I'm laying it with the Titans. Those are my picks. I don't foresee any of that changing. All right. Well, for Keith Fleming, Alan, the gambling guru, <laughs> uh, and sorry for losing my shit over the uh, – <laughs> but I'm sorry. Like, it's wrong. Like, it just – when you just look at things, I, I agree with analytics, but 
you got to look at it situationally. You can't just say that, oh, it's any situation because they're not all the same. And in that situation, again, you had not scored a point. Uh, you take the points. I know I'm mad nowhere, order, but <laughs> anyway, for Allen and Keith, backdoor cover. We'll see you soon. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. <laughs>